0: From the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And tonight, Where Will Skiing Take You with Jonathan Ballou? Awesome Skiing Part 1. Jonathan, I'm really looking forward to this series. Thanks for joining us.
1: George, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm glad to connect with you again.
0: Now, Jonathan, you put together this great presentation called Pretty Good Skiing Versus Awesome Skiing. and Can you give us an overview of that?
1: Well, yeah George, the idea behind that is um uh, it's it, it kind of gets into some technical concepts the team has been working on for the last few years and what we've we've been preaching this year, but the basic idea is um really what defines just truly great skiing from um from my personal opinions uh and uh and my my personal values the um, uh, what I often find is that you know people. What defines great skiing is going to come from where you uh, – what defines your values, I'm sorry, of great skiing. It's going to come from um, from what you see, uh, what inspires you. And oftentimes what I see is people take what I would say is, well, pretty good skiing and celebrate it as really fantastic skiing, so overblow it. Um, I personally think that if you want to get – if you want to have really inspirational skiing, you have to find – what inspires the people who often inspire you. That makes sense. Um, That is to say, um, when I was coming up in the industry, uh, say, moving towards level three or moving towards uh, trainer or examiner, um, I um, I would often take an examiner or clinician or even a team member as what was inspirational to me uh, and say that, that, that's just fantastic. That's my template. Um, I would argue you have to go one level past that and find something that is, uh, that inspires them or that inspires one or two tiers past that.
0: Um, does that make sense? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, I see pictures of you and Rogan and I always want to look like that. And, I think of my skiing and it's like, no, you're kind of stuck in a rut or I'll see pictures of myself and I'm like, oh, you just look boring <laughs> and I want to get better. <laughs> so I guess my message on that one is take one step past
1: uh, Rogan or myself or Lipton or Fogg uh, and let's go to the people that truly inspire us because every time we go, we take, we take every time we don't go to the end that um, that truly inspirational image, even if it's not totally attainable, the, the message of the simplicity of what makes that scheme great uh, becomes diluted by the imperfections of the performer by that, be it me or be it Lipton or be it uh, um, Rogan. We're, we're emulating.
0: We don't have, we don't do it
1: right. We're emulating somebody much greater than us who is again, emulating somebody greater than them to some degree. And we have to get to that absolute best in the world and a lot of different images of what's best in the world to be able to uh to uh um to to find what it is that uh that makes skiing truly, truly great.
0: And how do we do that? Because I think it's so easy to put limitations on ourselves, you know. I go back to the past injuries and it's like, oh, I've got nerve damage here, or this is wrong, or this is and it's like, no no no, that's gotta go away. Because if I've got that attitude, I shouldn't be out there.
1: Good call. So, I think the first piece is um, is is looking at things through the lens of um, uh, uh, change your lens from from final form or physical perfection um, or movement based stuff to something really big picture. Um, what I mean by that that big picture stuff is it can't be this small minutia. It can't be um, What makes skiing great can't be arm position or the fact that the skier is centered or that they have both legs tipping at the same time and rate um, or that they have this perfect separation between upper and lower body. That's all minutia. Um, It's got to be stuff that really affects the ability to ski faster, ski smoother, ski more accurately, meaning being able to make the ski do anything at any time in tougher conditions with more speed. This stuff requires that um, it's, um, first of all, George, there's no way you're going to do that the same way I'm going to do that or the same way Michaela Schifrin is going to do that or Rogan or anyone we teach, because each one of our bodies is different. This goes down to what you said before about, you know, nerve pain or injuries or things like that. The We will achieve different outcomes. We will achieve the same, sorry, we will change the same outcome differently from each other because of our personal morphology, our history, how we've um, uh, how we built ourselves over time. Does
0: that make sense? Absolutely.
1: And there's nothing that I can do that you can't do. i going to start with that idea. But you may not be able to do it exactly the same way, and the same goes true the other way. Anything that you do, I'm going to have to execute slightly differently as well. So we have to accept that skiing is going to be completely individual, which again justifies the big picture look at things as opposed to the small detail look at things.
0: And that's kind of what makes it fun. I mean, it is so unique to each oh, of us. totally.
1: Remember, skiing is as much of an art as it is a science. Um, the next piece is, I think, what we really want to look at is focusing on gross movement patterns as opposed to focusing on minutiae. If it's going to be individual, then exactly how your model, your inspiration has achieved something is not that important. Exactly, uh, just sorry, what they've achieved is what's important exactly how is not the general idea of how they've achieved it makes a lot more sense for example um uh, somebody that i really i really i really like is um is is somebody like pontaro and how early he gets on the ski and how forward it is and how 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 much the, the front of the ski is engaged at the top of the turn um exactly how he does that how he gets his body balanced along the edge and uh, head of the foot the outside ski the top of the turn is, um, is not that important. The fact is, what it is. There's some general things like the fact that he holds some separation from the old turn to the new turn, the fact that he begins the angulation process as he inclines very early in the turn are important. But exactly where that comes from in the body, it's um, interesting and academic to study, but it may or may not have exact relevance to my skiing, specific relevance to my skiing. The outcome, though, is totally relevant.
0: And Jonathan now here wouldn't we be getting into some minutiae about the way that that happens
1: we probably would be um, and that minutia
0: would be um,
1: would be alone irrelevant um, but we do have to have some templates of how to work with that. Um, if I can understand how one person did it, say, Alexi Ponto, then I should probably, because I know I can't move exactly like him, I should probably look at a whole bunch of other people who achieve a similar outcome, like, say, Schifrin or um, or uh, Stefano Gross, who, who do some very, uh, who who get some, some ski performances that, that, that mirror what I'm talking about, um, or Richie Berger in certain turns, uh, especially off-piste, um, and find how they do that, so that I have a lot of opposing ideas that then I can find what's going to work for me out of that.
0: So you want input from all of them to come up with something more general instead of this is the way you do it and this is how it has to be done. Absolutely. They all produce a similar,
1: not the same, but a similar result in say that area that I just talked about about where the ski starts to engage. It's similar. It's not exactly the same, but it's similar. They do it in slightly different ways. Or in some cases, depending on how detailed you want to go, pretty pretty, extremely different ways. Um, and the more inputs I have, the bigger picture I get, the more tools I have, which gives me the ability to, um, uh, uh, to then start solving the problem on my own, as opposed to trying to attain some perfect image that I can't ever attain because it's Singular in nature and related to that one person skiing. I mean, if there was one way to ski, if there's one perfect way to ski, um, everybody on the World Cup who wins would look the same, and we know that's not—that's absolutely not true. Not at all.
0: Now I want to find out. Yet
1: they do produce. Sorry, George, they do produce very similar outcomes from the ski in many situations.
0: I would just like to get into your mind a little bit because. You were describing what awesome skiing is, but you named a few people. And I'm wondering, when you see someone ski, what are some things that really stand out to you? Awesome. Really good question. Okay,
1: so um, to me, what great skiers do that uh, pretty good skiers don't do is deals with managing external forces or managing being pushed. Um, if I want to go left, I got to get pushed from the right to move me left. Does that make sense? So the force that's happening in skiing, the force acting on the ski, it's a triple force. It comes from the right through my right foot to push me left in skiing. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, what great skiers do is they get that force early in the turn. They start to get it early in the turn and it builds into the shaping phase to just below the apex and then they start to release it they start building it early they can release it early and what that does is it sends them direct it sends that the, mo- the most of the force in a turn is pushing them in the direction they want to go versus if they were getting that force at the bottom of the turn it would be pushing them back uphill I'm trying to think of ways to visualize that or describe that in a visual way over a podcast where i would normally do that with a you know a bunch of arrows on a on a screen <laughs>
0: You know, I'm thinking. I was sitting with Michael Drake on the way to National Academy. He was showing me some um, Microsoft Sensor work of Michael Rogan, and the greatest mm-hmm. pressure is exactly what you just described. It was all through the shaping phase. It was not at the mm-hmm. finish transition. It was in the shaping phase.
1: Yeah, as you say, Michael's a great example of that. Um, great skiers get force in the shaping phase, so the force is coming at them in a direction that moves them across the hill and shapes the turn versus lesser skiers people who are often pretty good skiers while making a round turn get the most of that force at the end of the turn in such a way that slows them down without significantly adding to the direction change
0: now jonathan as i said at the beginning this is going to be a multi-part series what are some things we're going to be talking about in the future great question george
1: so to get force in that area that we're talking about in that in the shaping phase, you have to start it well before that, and that happens in the transition. The question of how we release the old turn, that very the specific sequence of movements that speaks you know, from my values anyway, speak to how you release the force from the old turn and create force in the beginning of the new turn prior to the. The, the, the quantity that's required for direction change. And it's specific to what we do with the skis, how we move across the platform, and then how we use the platform we create um, to create force as early as possible so we can get rid of it as early as possible.
0: So how do we break that down and what specifically will we be talking about in two weeks?
1: Well, the first thing we're going to talk about is basic stance and how we line up, how we release the old turn or the, the force and edge angle from the old turn and how we create new edge angle and new pressure in the beginning of the new turn. The last piece will be how we manipulate the force to
0: create uh, varying radius of turns. Sounds great, Jonathan. I really enjoy your presentation and look forward to getting into some real details on this with you. Thank you, George. I look forward, I look forward to that as well. So, Jonathan, those uh, sirens, everything's okay?
1: Everything's fine, George. I'm just hanging out at my uh, at my uh, sister-in-law's in Los Angeles on my way to Europe tomorrow to um, go practice some of the mechanics we're going to be talking about uh, in two weeks uh, in the gates myself.
0: Jonathan Ballou, thanks very much for joining us on First Chair. From the ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.